Hi, <laughs> my name is Lucia, and you are now listening to the first ever episode of Conversation Chronicles, which is the podcast I created, where friends of mine and family members and just different guests come and we have a respectful conversation about different topics that we're either passionate about or we'll have like debates on things if our opinions differ from one another. Anyway. I'm trying to make this intro as fast as possible, but if you can tell, I'm a rambler. (laughs) Because, well, I'm not a rambler because of this, but I want to stop rambling because this episode is so, it's honestly gold. I had Jara, who's one of my closest friends, and honestly one of the smartest people I know, who came on and we talked about confidence and self-image and our journeys with self-love and stuff like that, but we did relate that back to eating disorders and mental health and sexuality. So if any of those things even remotely trigger you or make you feel uncomfortable, I highly suggest you skip out on this episode and join us next week. And I'll definitely ask Jara to come back on so that um, everyone can profit from her words. But yeah, I just want to make sure that no one feels uncomfortable listening to content that we publish. That's, That's the goal. I also had a quick side note to make. I'm going to do an entire episode on my goals with this entire project, but one of the, I guess, side goals is that I want to incorporate, and I say support, but discover as many smaller artists and creators as I possibly can, and so my, like, three listeners a month can do so as well. Um, So I have a smaller artist who's currently working on the cover art, which should be ready by next week's episode, and I'm looking for someone to do the intro and outro music because i'm not gonna lie to you these intros are painful to make um and i think that music would make it a little bit less painful so that being said if you know anyone or if you are anyone that would be interested in helping me out with that i am i'm more than happy to discuss creative direction and like prices and stuff i'm not gonna lie i have no idea what i'm talking about but i feel like that's almost everything i have to say oh no if you are interested in either participating with like art and stuff or obviously the music or coming on an episode if you know me in person you can obviously just like hit me up that way but i also created a twitter for the podcast i know very professional um the twitter handle is a little bit strange so bear with me it's at convo cron pod it's c-o-n-v-o-c-h-r-o-n-p-o-d on Twitter, so Conversation Chronicles. I might try and change the name because it is a bit strange, but for now, that's what we've got. So if you're interested, feel free to tweet me there, I guess. I'm gonna shut up because I've been rambling for way too long, and I'm just gonna let you enjoy the episode. Hopefully. Please enjoy the episode. (laughs) Hi! Okay, do you want to present yourself? Hi, my name is Diara, and I'm one of Lucia's friends, pretty close friends, I would consider. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And today, I believe we'll be talking about confidence and self-image and kind of our personal journeys with that. Yeah, I feel like we've both come really far. I mean, I know I have. Yeah, Um, me too, definitely. Definitely. Especially with, like, (laughs) I don't know, this past year, I know for me, has been insanely eye-opening. Yeah, I feel like during quarantine especially like I kind of like learned about myself a lot more and I don't know if it comes from just like being alone more or just like not 
being around people and not having to compare myself constantly because I feel like that could also have a really big impact on it yeah I feel like there are like a couple major factors that play into like my confidence levels and like one of them is like the way that I'm seen by other people Mm. and although that shouldn't be a big factor it is and because we don't go to school and that we don't see people all the time I feel like the personal growth has been some quite extensive and I'm very happy about it but yeah I love seeing like people around me just growing into like accepting themselves and not being like self-deprecating all the time because I know that (laughs) I had a phase where my humor was like a lot of surrounding like that of like being like self-deprecating but also it was like a way of like you know yeah bring humor into like my insecurities and like things that I had issues with yeah it was also a coping Um, mechanism for sure which yeah is not healthy in the slightest but that's okay we're past that um yeah I also think um it really when you are like traveling around like different types of people and there's different standards for beauty like it's really confusing because you find yourself where like in places where you're considered really ugly or stuff like and I was that was always like so confusing to me because like I didn't believe that but then I was made to believe that and so I had to do the work on my own to like (laughs) undoctrinate myself or I don't know yeah (laughs) what yeah and like I'm like I'm not ugly like why why would I even think that I know it's I'm really passionate about this actually because the entire concept of ugly to me I think is so superficial because it's really weird the way that I think about it right is that If you think about yourself the way that you want other people to think of you, then you will become that person. Exactly. Because, like, once I started, I'm like, I really don't care. Like, right now, I can, I can, I mean, it's really different because I haven't been, like, around a lot of people in a long time. So, I don't know exactly what it's going to be like when I find myself in that social situation again. But I really think that now how I approach like what people think about me is like really different and I think that even like I've learned to devalue other people's opinion like yeah if I or even like I put out what I want people to think of me you know like if I want people to think I'm confident or like I'm beautiful like I'm going to present myself that way and I think that is a really big part of it and not necessarily just, like, what you look like, you know? Yeah, I feel like, I, I told you this earlier, but the way that people always say, like, confidence comes from within and, like, tons of kind of, like, cliche quotes like that, I've mm-hmm. realized they're actually so true because I used to try and dress the way that everybody else would dress and, yeah, like, be the most basic person because I had no idea who I was. And then when we went into lockdown, I started experimenting with what I actually liked rather than what was a trend or what other people were wearing and stuff like that and that's why I feel like I found the level of confidence that I'm at at the moment which again isn't like peak yet but we're we're getting there (laughs) and that's that's the point I feel like I feel like I've always really loved um like my individuality like even when I would get comp I would like 
you know, go out of my comfort zone with my clothes. And because that has always been, like, super important to me. Because I feel like if I have a good outfit, like, I just feel good. Like, I go into school feeling, like, super good about myself. And that just, like, makes the whole day better. And when I would go out of my comfort zone and put out an outfit that was not necessarily, you know, what everyone else was wearing. And I would be kind of nervous. But then... I saw the feedback of people really liking my style and that just makes me feel so good and I've also learned that um I was even like mocked for like um certain of my like some outfits I had before but now I look back and I was like no that was a good outfit and then people start wearing it and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing exactly like it's and you know whatever comes naturally to me I just go with that and it usually guides me to the right path yeah because I feel like if we're constantly fixated on what other people are gonna think or what they're gonna if they're gonna reciprocate what we're putting out or I just guess like I mean like if we try and always conform to the trends and what certain stories like, what's are what's the fun in that exactly like how do you think that it's, new trends it's are just made? this endless like cycle of just like copy and paste or like exactly. you know it's almost like when you screenshot a meme so many times that like it becomes like f- there's like four pixels on the screen yeah like it's, that's yeah. how i kind of think about it and i also like to know what works for me and not necessarily someone I see on Instagram like I I it it was really upsetting for me like when I tried to conform to that and it didn't work for me um or like even having a different type of hair or something like that or even body type like and you can't wear like people say you can't wear certain things and it just makes you really upset and you don't even want to have that moment of like yeah, I I'm gonna what I want I'm gonna feel confident because it's like what can I do? I feel out of place whatever I do or whatever I wear, you know? Yeah, I feel like especially when people that aren't tall, skinny white girls with long hair and blue eyes. Yep, yep, yep. If yep. anything, trying to conform to these certain ideals is even more toxic because it's like, well, yeah. I'm never gonna look like that. So, so might as well point? like yeah, I feel like that's a, a real moment of realization where you're like, or even like, I know this is not like necessarily the best thing, but like when you see on Instagram or something or celebrities even that look like you, it's just like, I know like that's not where your confidence is supposed to come from, but it really ha- like really helps me find the beauty in like certain aspects about myself that I was maybe made fun of of like my skin tone or like the way my face looks or something like that oh for sure I feel like also so you know how this is a really bad example but I'm just (laughs) gonna take it as an analogy because I feel like it is so you know how growing up there weren't very many well black or female or superheroes that are part of like the LGBTQIA plus community or who are Muslim or people that Mm. weren't white men basically and so it's very difficult to see for young kids to see themselves in these people who are idolized whereas now I feel like Mm -hmm. whether it be on social media whether it be superheroes whether it be like cartoon shows for kids 
it's the level way of inclusivity. Yeah. Yeah. Which means that you can like aspire to be like them in ways that we wouldn't have been able to before. And although that doesn't equate obviously like your confidence, it does help boost mm-hmm. it because it's like, oh, like it people really like does. me can do this. So like I can too. You see your you see when you see yourself and people you admire so much, it has a big impact on you. Cause I remember like growing up all the shows had white girls with long, like, straight hair. And I would get so sad at the thought that I would never look like that. And, like, all of my favorite characters all, like, kind of look the same. So when I would draw myself the way uh, I wanted to look, I would draw myself like that. And that just, yeah. I feel like that says a lot about the time yeah. uh, and place, like, where you grew up and how that impacts like your self-esteem yeah I feel like also at the time it wasn't like I didn't think that it was something that I was doing wrong like to me Mm -hmm. it was just oh like I want to be the best version of myself and this is what that version looks like whereas in reality like that's not gonna happen like did you come like that like (laughs) yeah it's not normal I don't think you're gonna wake up and be white with blonde hair tomorrow girl like (laughs) yeah and I think it's if you take care of yourself and you're healthy, which, by the way, comes in all different sizes and looks so many different ways. Absolutely, absolutely. Then there's no reason for you to need to try and conform to a societal ideal, which honestly is kind of boring. Because yes, are there tons of setting white, skinny, tall girls out there? Yes, don't get me wrong, there are. But there are thousands and thousands of other women and other just people yeah. in general out there who are altering And I feel degree. like... Oh, sorry, sorry, no, sorry go ahead. for interrupting. But... I feel like I've never found that really beautiful and even now when I when I'm like oh that person's really beautiful I don't like seeing someone who's like perfect I like seeing the little flaws I feel like that is something that's so beautiful to me yeah for sure like freckles I remember when I used to have freckles (laughs) when I was younger right and I would get bullied for them and like people would call them like pimples and stuff and like I never like understood that like I never heard about that and then when I realized it was a thing I was like that's so weird it's so to me. strange because I just hate how people take like little aspects of th- of people like that they can't change or can't control and they will use that against you the most and the that worst just, part like, is really... that because you can't change it you're burdened with this thought that this is wrong maybe when whereas in reality like for example like there's something wrong with you exactly so one mm-hmm. thing that I struggled with a lot was like body confidence in general, right? Mm-hmm. And like yeah. like three quarters of the population, I have a muffin top, which is normal. And I looked yeah. into it and that's literally just bubble wrap for your organs. Like it's meant to be there. Yeah. And I'm like, I I went through, I always go through these phases where I'm like, you know what? Let me just like lose a bunch of weight and be skinny. I'll be happy. Like, no. But the moments where I feel the happiest about my body is not when I'm losing weight, but just, like, when I'm just feeling myself, like, I don't know what it is. I don't, I've learned to love my shape, like, yeah, for sure. whatever it is. Like, it took a lot to get there. It took a lot to get there, but I've really learned to, I can say, like, with confidence that I really learned to love it, even though. Like, there's always those moments when you feel, like, ugly. I feel like everyone goes through that. Yeah, but I feel like no matter what size, heights, fucking shoe size you are, you're always going to feel that. Mm. And there's nothing that can prevent it. And I just think that learning to love yourself in the moment as who you are 
is something that is an ongoing journey for like three quarters of the population. Um, yeah, but I I feel like something no one talks about is all those girls who like this is like this was something I went through. All those girls who go to through like puberty pretty early, and you just feel I just like I started having pimples when I was eight. Like I like my development like I had my development like pretty early on, so. I felt like a monster, like, as well as my height, like, I just felt like a monster, and I wasn't a girl, and, like, all of my friends who were still acting like kids, and being, like, treated like kids, but in a nurturing way, you know, they felt cute, but I never felt cute. Yeah. I just felt really, like, out of place wherever, whatever I was doing. Yeah, I feel like, as you know very well, I, <laughs> until probably, like, I want to say Sankyem, yeah. that feels about right, I would wear nothing but sports clothes. I would dress like trash, and initially it was just because I wanted to, like, rebel against the fact that my parents always wanted to dress me in, like, pink <laughs> dresses and stuff like that, and so I would just kind of yeah. polarize that and do the complete opposite, but then it kind of became my entire identity. And I, it was to the point where I had no idea who I was, no idea what I wanted. I, I genuinely thought I was asexual for probably about two years. Yeah. And, and I, and then I probably didn't even start finding myself until the beginning of quarantine, because even before that, I was just kind of dressing like everybody else was dressing. And then I learned, well, first of all, that I didn't want to support certain brands that everybody else was supporting and that I didn't want to do this and I didn't want to do that. And so instead of catering to what everybody else wanted, I started to see what I want, and I feel like that's very, very powerful and something that lots of people struggle to do, that I'm still struggling to do, but. Yeah, I feel like I really see myself when you, like, said you thought you were asexual, like, I feel like I, there was, like, a large uh, portion of, like, my, uh, not my upbringing, but, like, even a couple years ago, I was, like, I like I don't like to be completely feminine and I don't like to be completely masculine and there's just like this in between that I that's just me and and I like I don't like how people have to like question themselves just because they don't want to you know they're just not okay with everyone else's norms and I feel like accepting that is really important to finding yourself and who you want to be exactly and I feel like that touches on like a whole other issue which I don't know that we're going to want to talk about but the entire like okay this is a little bit controversial but Mm -hmm. it's a literal fact so I don't know how it is so controversial but the aspect of gender like it's a social construct like genders don't exist sexes exist Mm -hmm. but genders don't it's a spectrum So you find yourself on any point on that spectrum. And obviously Mm -hmm. growing up, it's like, you're either a she or a he. Like, and if you're born a girl, then you're a girl. There's no in between. And I feel like because we're so grateful and happy to be in Gen Z that we've been able to learn about this thing. But at a best, like, I genuinely had no idea. Like, if I knew that you could be called she, they, or they in general, then I'd probably identify as that as like an eight-year-old because I didn't know, like, I didn't know who I was. Yeah, and I don't like that. I mean, 
I grew up pretty girly, I would say, but there's always the side of me who kind of like, that kind of like rejected all of that. I don't know. I just find a lot of comfort in like, pres like not necessarily like presenting myself as masculine. Like it's not, it's more like expression in the things you wear. And I don't like that certain things have to be for certain yeah. sexes. Like, that doesn't make sense to me, you know? Yeah, and in general, the only reason that, like, technically there are men's sizes and women's sizes is because we're built differently. But other mm -hmm. than that, clothes are clothes. And if you want to wear a dress right? and you're technically a guy, wear a dress. Like, I, there shouldn't be any debate over that in my mind. At all. It's... It's like it's as for me it's as absurd as women not being able to wear pants like exactly you know it's, like you have to look at it like that and also it's like if you go back in time men used to wear dresses and it was a sign of power and royalty yeah it's only trying. it's only if it's like if it's associated with femininity and of course femininity is going to be associated with weakness and yeah no it's like, no manly man wants that, you know? No. I also think it's just, like, the words manly and feminine and masculine. Like, <laughs> they're just not, they're yeah. not real. And even, like, the way manly, I feel like this is a whole other different topic. I know, but I kind of like it. So we can... But I feel like manly is always, like, associated, like, with positive things. And when you call someone feminine, like, if a man is called feminine, that's, like, ugh. You know, like you're not. Yeah, in the same way no as like gonna want you. when you're, sorry, this is the explicit, but like when you're brave, you have big balls, and then when you're weak, you're a pussy. Like, right? Yes, is, I've always thought of that. It's the I've exact same thing. Yeah, it's like, uh, you're. It's like implicit little things that, like, society is constantly shoving down your throat that you don't even realize. Like, you have uh, these implicit biases, like, when you, I don't know, make certain decisions and on, like, what it means, what gender expression means, you know? Yeah, I feel like I we feel have like... to constantly be making a conscious effort to broaden our, our horizons and just kind of, like, get out of that mold. But, it, it like, it's, it's hard because we've been taught this our mm -hmm. entire lives. Growing up, and it was, like blues boy pink girl which one are you like pick a color yeah and like that's and not the something case. wait i forgot what <laughs> <to> say, but, <laughs> um oh my god i literally forgot you're fine i will <laughs> what that's so weird anyways i'm sorry don't worry you about it go you're ahead. good um but yeah just because obviously i did like a fashion course thing this summer or mm -hmm. last summer and we learned about like, different labels that are put on clothing as, like, masculine and feminine and different color schemes and yeah. how they interact and look on different, like, body types and stuff like that. And at mm -hmm. a best, the only reason that men stopped wearing dresses was because when they had to go to war... It was war, not practical. Yeah. It was not practical. Like, women weren't allowed to go to war, which is a whole other topic, but... <laughs> so they would keep wearing what they were wearing before, and men would have to shift from that. Which then painted the picture that like, oh yeah, men are strong because they don't wear dresses because it's impractical for fighting because that's what they do because they're strong and they're powerful and women just stay at home mm. and take care of the kids and cook and clean. And like the ideal man is like this warrior and yeah. like, ugh. 
And it's like, oh, women, yeah. they can't be warriors. No, 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 no. They're staying at home. They're cooking. They're cleaning. They're wearing dresses. And so now when... Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what I wanted to say Okay, now. we're good. <laughs> okay, so I think a big dilemma, or like, what's going through my mind right now is, like, okay, I've gone through this during quarantine. I'm really, like, finding myself. But there's, like, an aspect of isolation when you think you're, like oh, I'm going to be like this, you know, no matter what, I changed and everything. But I'm scared, like, going into social spaces again is going to be, like, it's going to give me a lot of anxiety and I don't necessarily think I'll be able to stay true to myself once I'm, like, in those social spaces and, like, again. Wow. Did that make sense? That did. I mean, it did to me. Um... That's deep as hell. Um, but I feel that, like, especially just over the past year, first of all, my skin's been trash, and so I was constantly wearing makeup, which then became mm-hmm. another form of expression for me, which yes, kind of great. But uh, Me too. I know that when I go back to school or when we start seeing people again, we have to stop wearing masks, then, like, those little insecurities yeah. that I used to have, and that I still do kind of struggle with at the back of my mind, like, they're going to come to light a little bit more because I'm seeing real people in real life who look different, who mm. sound different, who act different. And I'm like, well, why don't I act like that? And it's... I mean, the small the small interactions I've had, like, when I've had to go to school for certain things, like lab and stuff like that, like, I really did feel more confident because I'm like, I'm that bitch, like... Yeah, as you should. Like, I kind of have to be, like, narcissistic and be, like, like peasants, like, move, like, I'm he, like, I'm... <laughs> no, but, like, you're so right. Like, if you walk into yeah. a room acting like you're the baddest bitch alive, then you will be. Absolutely. Like, you put, if you put out that energy, that's what, that's what people will receive from you. And I think that's something I've learned for sure. Yeah, and I feel like, uh, definitely when I'm around people who are confident, who love themselves and who act confident and go into situations confidently, like that really helps me so much. And I feel like I want to be that person to some people, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal or anything, but I know it did help me. And so hopefully it does help other people mm-hmm. the way I feel about myself. Yeah. I also feel like what we need to remember, which is something that I feel like slips people's minds a lot, mm-hmm. is that it's not a competition. For like, real. we're all on our same journeys. Yes, obviously we're going to look different because we're on different ones. But that doesn't and make... It, and every time it becomes a competition, it's always for the attention of men. Exactly, That's bro. what it's mm-hmm. always for. Always. It's... Ugh, it makes me sick. <laughs> me too. I just... I don't know. You know what? We're just going to start I feel like when you strip that... When you... What? I feel like we just should just start reproducing with bone marrow. So then... Right? We'll just get rid of all the If you just... If you just get that out of the equation, like... We... I don't know why we can't just, like, help each other out and lift each other up. And I feel like... That's why I really love TikTok because there's so many communities like that where women just lift each other up and give each other advice and like it has been like a second school to me really. Yeah I feel like I've learned more off of social media and the internet and conversations I have with my friends or people that I meet than I have in school and that's a whole other conversation. I mean it's a really 
it's a really different like it's really different needs yeah i feel like um these things like no one talks about and i just really love this space so much yeah i'm you see sometimes i'm like very angry about the fact that we grew up with social media because i know that if i were to be almost protected from everything that's on the internet that mm-hmm. I would have way less insecurities. I would be that much more myself. I would learn um, through my own ways. I would, but I think I'd have to disagree, honestly. I feel like it's a part of me that really... Okay, as I was saying, um, before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> um, oh, God, I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? We were talking about how, like, social media. Oh, yeah. So it really has been a really big part of me and has taught me so much about myself and the things who I want to be. And I feel like it's given me so many resources that have helped me so much with things like my mental health or who I am as a person, like what I like. And that I don't think I'd be the same person if I didn't have that. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that, but I also think that, especially within our society, the way that, like, cyberbullying has been normalized, yeah. and the way that comparing ourselves to different girls... I mean, everything, every good thing has a bad side to it, and I think there's no real way you can be exposed to that many people without having, like, bad apples in the mix, but I don't think that makes the internet in general, like, a bad place, you know? Yeah, I know, and, like... I obviously know that it can be a bad place and it can be insanely dangerous and to be careful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But it also has brought so many people together and especially yeah. for like the LGBTQIA plus community, the way that it's been an yeah, outlet for so... them. Mm-hmm. It Like it's insane. And you don't even know like how many um, TikToks I've come across that have been like, oh yeah, I'm with my abusive partner and he won't leave me alone and I don't have any resources. And these women will find help, like, through, like, donations and things like that. And I think that's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah, especially with, like, GoFundMe and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it saves so many people's lives. For real. I don't know. I wanted to touch on, like, one more thing real quick. Is yeah. Okay. This is something that is really close to my heart. So, okay. Mm-hmm. You probably know this, but I've struggled with an eating disorder for, like, the past three years. Yeah. More than that, like, five, Same to be honest. Here. But I'll be trolling through TikTok and I'll see like all of these girls who are most people's like ideal body types. Yeah. And so I mean, yeah, okay, I I completely agree with that. But um sorry, sorry, continue what you were saying. (laughs) But like oh and then I'll go into the comments and I'll see comments like, Oh, like you don't have the right to be insecure. Oh, I'm not eating today because of you. Like it's not it's not their responsibility. It's girls supporting girls until they're underweight. And it's like, I mean, I, I find like, I have had those things on my for you page occasionally, but I don't really like the people I follow or the things on my for you page. Like right now, it's not that, and it's even I see even more like body inclusivity. So I feel like it's really curated. I'm not saying like, um, oh, you're given this because 
this is what they think you would like necessarily. Yeah, but it but... is the algorithm. Like, it's not... Yeah, obviously. But I think that's kind of messed up that they put that Yeah, but I also think that, there. like, the second... It's all girls supporting girls when it's somebody that's overweight or that's mm-hmm. struggling with a certain thing. But then the second that people are on the other side of the spectrum who have anorexia or who are skinnier and who have clearly, like... I mean, obviously not yeah. clearly, but who have struggled with things are completely undermined because they look okay. And it's like I mean, like I feel like it kind of comes in trends because I know that a couple years ago, like there was a lot of awareness for that type of thing, and now it's more for like body inclusivity. But I feel like with that also comes like um, people are a bit more like desensitized to like anorexia and stuff like that. Yeah, I also feel like the you way know? that mental health and eating disorders and all of these other things have been like almost this is a whole other topic that we probably shouldn't talk about yeah like people have normalized having anxiety to the point where it's literally oh i have anxiety when like yeah it's like a normal thing but like if you like yeah but like i mean i don't like gatekeeping or anything exactly i feel like when people are not necessarily like um diagnosed you know it could be like a bit harmful because i've heard kids say like 11 year olds say they're depressed and now it's just yeah. like i uh, mean of course you can kind of trigger and i know that like not everyone has access to, to the resources, resources to be diagnosed yeah. but it's like as somebody who struggled with anxiety depression adhd like all these things and then you mm-hmm. see people who have or just get stressed once in a while and they say oh i have terrible anxiety and yeah like, like it's almost harmful because it's like we're going on this journey where we struggle with this every single solitary day and we have to wake up and it's so hard and then there are just these people who are like oh I have really bad anxiety when like I don't want to say that you don't because obviously I'm not gonna relinquish or question your sentiments but still it's a bit it's just a bit I don't know yeah I feel like there's there's like a good side and a bad side that comes from awareness yeah if anything it like dilutes but I don't think that's like, health. yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know. That was really random, but so I think we're gonna take a break here. Sure. <laughs> okay. Right, I'm gonna start. Why is it? What is wrong with it? Okay. So full disclosure, that is all the footage that we got that day. I life happens, but that means that it's the end of this first episode. And I thought that this episode was perfect to like kind of give a vague idea of what this podcast is going to look like in episodes to come minus lots of the chaos that I'm trying to like ease people into because next week's episode for example is so beyond chaotic it's I have like three hours of footage that I need to file through between now and next week to get it even remotely understandable but I also love that one so I can't wait for people to hear that one as well in the meantime I feel like there's definitely something that I should be asking you to do. Oh, follow the Twitter. <laughs> I've got to change the tw- Twitter handle. By next week, it will no longer be Convocron Pod, but while it still is, you could probably follow that. I feel like that's definitely a helpful move. And uh, what else can you do? I feel like there's something that I'm meant to say to like promote the podcast or something. Either way, I don't... Uh, thank you, Jarrah, again for coming. And I hope that... You stay safe, stay healthy, stay wealthy, stay those, I'm not going to cuss. 
Um, but yeah, have a good week.